Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Self Mastery is Self Love podcast, unedited. This is Michelle Valentine. I am your host and super excited to bring you this first episode of going into season two of this podcast. So, so excited. Uh, I really wanted to have a, a platform um, to give you access to amazing resources that help you come alive and feel energized in your body. Um, it's really my, my absolute number one intention for this podcast is to support you in a way so that you can start, um, start making, start and maintain consistent health routines. Um, so you feel energized and aligned in your body and it doesn't require too much time. These are things that you can do in 30 minutes a day. Um, but it's really my mission to help the woman out there fall in love with your body and move from feeling burnt out to lit up. And so if you are brand new to this podcast, I'm super excited you're here. Um, I am, you know, I was going by a love your body health coach for women, but really, you know, embodiment coach, motivational coach, however you want to call it. But like, really, I'm really a stand for women um, to really embrace their playful vibe so they can feel their best. And so today's episode is a replay of a guest interview that I had over on the Facebook business page with guest nutritionist Christy Carlson. And she has phenomenal content. She's also a mom to a couple daughters. And so during this interview, we talked about the five gut health mistakes that zap our energy. Uh, and this is applicable to men and women, but really uh, geared towards women because um, what we're going to dive into is uh, understanding like, how your digestion works, why proper digestion is critical for your overall health, uh, how to detect warning signs, but also like the biggest thing is we're going to be talking about the five most common gut health mistakes that actually zap your energy. And so uh, really, this interview, it's, it's for those who are in the starting phase of learning how to heal from bloat and restoring your energy. And so uh, I wanted to share this episode because I think it comes at such a great time. It's January. Uh, we're all we're all changing. You know, they say January is the month where we're always trying to uh, restore and uh, get back in touch with some great habits, especially if we've been indulging over the holidays, which who doesn't? It's so much fun. So really excited to share this episode with you. So hope you enjoy. And then also, uh, if you are looking for resources, please take the time to check the show notes um, because uh, there's always going to be an invitation at the end of the episode. Uh, so stay till the end. Um, but for those who like to just say, hey, show me the resources, Michelle, uh, and you are looking for a connection and community, take a look at the show notes there. There's ways that you can stay connected with me or connect with uh, Christy as well. Uh, you'll be able to uh, learn more about her and how she helps, but also um, how you can connect with me, Michelle, over at Self Mastery is Self Love. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And if you get anything out of this episode, you're like, oh my gosh, I have a friend she she seems to talk about the same symptoms that we will talk about in this episode i would so so appreciate if you uh shared this episode uh like it uh tell us if they're what your biggest takeaway is from it or if there's any of the the tips uh there's going to be tips in here as well if there's any tips that you put into practice and you got amazing results so so love for you to uh, tag me at self mastery is self love or you can also tag christy and her instagram handle 
is if you go and connect with her again in the show notes there um, but you can tag christy in it's christy carlson over on instagram so enjoy today's episode and do all health with love hello everybody this is uh, michelle valentine hope you're doing well want to uh, just check in and see if we are all good to go sound wise um if you're joining us live i want to welcome you how are you doing today are you excited for today's guest i've been super excited all week i had some great <laughs> questions come in as well uh, for christy uh and i want to invite you if you are joining us live um i would love for you to say hi tell us where you're from this is a global community uh, let us know in the comments or even just put a thumbs up if you can hear us um drop a little emoji emojis are great uh i want to make sure that everything is ready to go before we get chatting um so while i just do a little quick little check-in on facebook here um how are you doing today christy are you excited to be here? i am doing great i'm so happy to be here michelle thank you so much for having me oh you're welcome you are so welcome i am getting i'm going to oh i see that we are here i'm going to i see that we are working I'm just gonna check my phone while you just never know. Sometimes sometimes technology, like <laughs> even when even when you follow a plan, sometimes a wrench jumps in. Yes. The universe has other plans. <laughs> right? Okay. So here we go. Oh. I hear us. We are live. Okay. Awesome. We are live, everybody. Great. So I want to share uh, what, what you're going to learn today. Um, Christy, I'm really excited to have Christy here. She is a uh, nutritionist coach and she helps like coach women, um, especially moms. She really is here to help the busy mom uh, stop the bloat, restore her energy and thrive using personalized whole food based nutrition. And when she's not supporting badass women in her virtual nutritional therapy practice, she you can find her chasing around her beautiful two twin preschool daughters, getting lost in the woods and hiking with her husband or covered in almond flour testing healthified recipes in her kitchen. And like today, I'm just really excited to like just create more um, resources there for those who uh, you know, maybe you don't have access, right? Especially now with COVID, maybe you don't have access to resources or doctors or uh, information that's going to help you feel better. Um, Christy, I'd love for you to share. Like we we set an intention before we hit record, and um, I want Christy to share what what's the intention that we have for today's episode. Yeah. It is to help just one woman feel better by starting to take action on one thing today. That is truly my intention today and every single day. That's amazing. <laughs> we all feel a little bit better right now, especially like something hopeful. And so this, uh, what you'll get out of today, we're going to talk about the five gut health mistakes that are zapping your energy. And really, uh, if you stick with us, you're going to listen and, uh, you know, you'll get to like listen and learn um, from Christy. She's going to explain like why the digestion might be the missing piece to re reaching your health goals that maybe you hadn't considered before, as well as uh, what you'll uh, get today is she's going to include practical tips on how to get your digestion back on track. And so we're going to be talking about like what, you know, how your digestion works and why it is critical. 
to overall health, um, we're going to talk about some warning signs um, that maybe I, I hear this often. It's like in the same the same realm with a, a, a recent client that I helped, which was he thought that that was just the norm to kind of like mm -hmm. ignore how things were feeling in his in his, in his gut health. And so um, we're going to be talking about like what are the actual warning signs so that you stop ignoring them, mm -hmm. as well as the five most common mistakes, um, and talk about some practical uh, mealtime tips to support proper digestion. So I want to encourage you to, if you, if you have a moment, get your favorite beverage right now. Um, <laughs> have a minute before we get started, grab a paper. <laughs> yeah, got my favorite animal mug here. Oh, <laughs> Mine is not so fun. <laughs> oh, I'm like a big kid. Yeah, I'm always on the search for animal mugs um but while you're getting your pen and paper and you're and you're if you're listening to the background many of you may already know me already but if you are brand new for meeting me for the first time my name is michelle valentine i sometimes repeat myself and uh, i'm the founder of self-mastery and self-love coaching uh, i'm a motivational speaker a black belt trained martial artist and a health coach and i specialize in helping ambitious heart-centered women uh, who feel fatigued, limited on time, uh, get started on their health journey uh, so you can start to feel energized at home in your body uh, without restrictions uh, through my signature programs. And so uh, I'm the founder and creator of Get Active Again, as well as I love, love, love supporting um, those in one-to-one -one coaching services. Uh, and I love being virtual and now we're kind of forced to be virtual. So mm -hmm. uh, many of the clients I support all over the world um, are one-to-one -one, and I'm really just here to help like redefine uh, what loving your body means and how you can live that feeling your best like healthy dream life uh, with the only requirement is you and that's it, you participating. So that is a little bit about me if you're okay. meeting me for the first time. And, uh, and again, Christy, I introduced Christy at the beginning here, but I want to like jump right in and uh, have Christy share like who it is, who she helps and why she, like what brought you to the beginning of wanting to start empowering moms on their health journey? Take it away, Christy. Sure. Thanks for the very kind intro. Um, I, like I said, I'm so happy to be here. Anytime that I have an opportunity to speak with other awesome women and getting them to feel better is just, I love it. It lights me up. It makes my belly feel all warm in a good way. <laughs> So happy to be here. Um, as Michelle said, I am a nutritional therapy practitioner and I help moms uh, stop the bloat and re-energize and thrive in the life that they want to live. I believe in the power of real food um, to be able to really transform people's lives and feel good. I don't feel you don't have to be stuck on supplements all the time or be reaching for even just modern medicine and prescriptions, I truly feel like the power of real food, if we're able to absorb it in the right way, can give us every single thing that we need. Although we can use supplements to sometimes boost that, so I get that too. But <laughs> but the power of real for real food is is my jam. Um, I also believe that it needs to be personalized. Um, there is no such thing as a one size fits all solution. Every single body responds to foods in a different way, responds to stress in a different way, responds to movement in a different way, and just the general busyness of life. Everybody responds to it differently. So that's why I believe personalized nutrition is incredibly important because you are your, your own unique snowflake. <laughs> there is no one like you. So what makes you feel good would make someone else feel bad and vice versa. So that's why I love what I do and helping 
women figure out what are those foods that make them feel great, um, which isn't always so easy. So, um, so that's what I do. What brought me here is kind of, it's always a personal story. I think everyone who is doing what we do um, has their own journey of getting here. And usually it starts off with some sort of pain. <laughs> and, yeah, I know it always starts with <laughs> No pain, no gain. <laughs> exactly. And I am no different. Um, so mine really started when I was about 16 is like the earliest memory that I have of sitting in math class after lunch and awkwardly like moving my books or coughing to cover up the horrible noises that were coming from my stomach. It was just this horrible gurgling that was really uncomfortable and frustrating because and embarrassing <laughs> because I thought I was eating healthy. So mm -hmm. I was so confused. I had no idea why this was causing me so many problems. And that just continued into adulthood, into college, into adulthood. I even sat in corporate, I worked in the corporate world. I had Pepto-Bismol in my desk and I would need to refresh it like a couple times a month. That's how often oh. I'm going through it. Um, so it was something that just continued. And, and at that point I was, I was a spin instructor. I was a marathon runner and here my gut was a complete mess. It was starting to mess with my social life. Like it was just completely uncomfortable. So it was a very long journey. <laughs> that yeah, was, that's a lot. Yeah. How, uh, how old are you now? If that's okay. I'm 36. Okay. So yeah, this is like 20 years. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it was a long time. So I started probably, it was, I started to get into nutrition really in, and really realize the power of real food and nutrition back when I was a spin instructor, I would have clients asking me. Um, and, and so I got like a little bit of a, a nutrition certification at that point to just kind of learn the basics. And, but I could already see by just that little teeny amount that I learned, I could already see how transformative that was for my energy levels. But then as I got, as you get older, things just get more complicated. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the case, right? So things, yes. things creep up. Um, <laughs> we don't have like the, the, the youthful rebound. Um, yes, right. It's like all of the, there's just, yeah, the cover up really isn't there anymore. And so all of the edges start to show. And, and it really was once I had my girls. So my girls just turned four. It was right after a year of breastfeeding and my hormones were starting to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, but I was in incredible pain and I would spend, it got to the point where I remember being on my living room floor, um, like curled up in pain from my stomach, missing dinner with my family and just bawling my eyes out being like, this can't this can't be happening. This can't be my life. Like, I think I'm eating healthy. What is wrong? Why am I so broken? I went to multiple doctors, multiple GI specialists, and everyone just kept telling me that, well, you're, you're healthy. You just need to go on this medication. That's going to just relax your stomach. Well, that same medication that would relax my stomach was going to make me constipated. So, <laughs> so no one, no one told me that there were any problems because there weren't any major red flags, but I was miserable. So I knew that there had to have been a better way. So I had to take things into my own hands and I continued that research and, and continue, continue that drive and, and slowly started to chip away and find other ways that worked for me. And then finally it got to the point where it was like, it was so transformative for me that I, and I went through my own little self-development journey that I decided mm -hmm. to leave corporate, corporate America, as we call it here in the U S and, mm -hmm. and decide to pursue this, this role to help other women be able to feel good because 
that's a detriment to the world if we're not showing up in the best way. Mm-hmm. So I went back to school. And once I went back to school for holistic nutrition, I really saw the it all like all the pieces starting to come together of of course this is why I was so miserable. And of course this is why my mental health was not in a good place. This is why I wasn't showing up well for my family. And it all goes back to the gut. The gut is so powerful, both good and bad. And so I I really started to bring all these pieces together and see the true power and how important it is to be able to take care of it. Digestion, digestion certainly isn't the most sexy of topics, (laughs) but (laughs) to see it as something that is like, these are things that should not be ignored. And your body is giving you signs every single day that something isn't working and to empower women with the tools to figure that out. And then what to do to make themselves feel better is just an incredibly rewarding thing for me to do. So, and then how it kind of started of me working with moms is I think it's, you know, that law of attraction is like, you just start working with people. People were attracted to my story because they saw, they saw themselves in me and the story that I had. And so I found myself working with a lot of moms and who were suffering from the same issues that I was, who were eating healthy, eating, eating the right diets, but had, but couldn't get through the day without guzzling coffee in the afternoon or having these intense cravings that were then sending them on this horrible blood sugar roller coaster for the rest of the day or mm-hmm. or messing with their sleep or all of these other things that were just this cascade of events mm-hmm. <laughs> were all happening because there's some imbalance happening in their gut and they're just not sure how to properly fuel their bodies. So that's really how it came to be. And, and I love it because I'm so passionate about working not only with moms, but just women in general. Like I said, we have so much to bring to the world. And if we're not mm-hmm. feeling our best, we're not showing up and we're not giving um, as much as we could. So to see women be able to live the lives that they want to live is just the, like, I'm in euphoria. <laughs> it's, Man, if our moods are in a funk, we yeah. we are not the funnest yes. thing. No. <laughs> no, everyone watch out. <laughs> <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Right? <laughs> I'm just curious before we, um, cause we're, hopefully you've got your pen and paper, everybody, uh, before we go into, uh, the five, the five things, um, yep. I wanted to quickly mention, you mentioned that you've been to many different doctors. I'm just wondering, yep. could you, could you, um, list off like the different type, were they a diff, uh, type of specialist or some type of, what type of doctor were you seeing, um, when you're on the journey that led to where you are now? Sure. So I saw my, um, I saw my primary care physician. I also saw my OBGYN. Um, I went, I actually thought at one point I had a, um, I thought, I thought I had like a, a, a tumor or a growth or something in like around my ovaries and my uterus. Cause it was like, I was having these just, it wasn't, it was outside of my period. I was having horrible pains. I'm getting way into the tweets here, but um, it's, it's, like, so helpful. it's so helpful. Trust me. Good. That makes me happy to hear. I'm, I'll share all day long in that case. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So really good because, and this is, and I, I want to like, and it, oh, this is why I'm so passionate about bringing these interviews here mm-hmm. because as a woman, I, there's just been a lot of misinformation out there yeah. and it's not, um, there's so much information out there, but there's, uh it's been kind of like tucked away or just not brought into light for so right. many years and so uh share yeah the, the more the merrier it might turn some people off that's okay um but like this this is this is part of the healing journey i believe like with women's healing is like we need to acknowledge the things that are unknown that we mm-hmm. have always been there 
we just need to learn about it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I've, I mean, for me, I ended up getting, I ended up getting, getting a, like a pelvic ultrasound to be sure that there was nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And everything looked great, which was wonderful. They also noticed that I had a lot of like a, a lot. My bowel was full, in other words. And mm -hmm. I remember sitting there at that point and thinking like, no one's talking to me about this. No one's. They just basically, basically said everything looks normal, but just enough why like your bowel looks really full. OK, bye. <laughs> and, and that didn't that didn't help me at all. So it's like, OK, well, what are what are my options? Do I need do I need to go on a lack? Like, is this an emergency? Do I need to get this out? Is this normal? Like no one's no one's talking to me about this. And then as so once it was and then they also said, well, you're probably all of these pains are coming from um, is coming from hormonal imbalances. Like your the option that you could do is, is to go back onto a birth control. And I absolutely did not want to do that at all because I saw the challenges and the effects that it had on my body going off and realizing I realized way too late how much damage that was doing for me personally. So, so that wasn't an option for me. So then I was like, all right, well, next step, I guess I got to figure out how can I get to a GI specialist to be able to see somebody. Um, and that's when I went to see a GI specialist and I got allergy tests done and all sorts of different things. Um, they basically said, long story short, like nothing's wrong. It's just you, you're probably really stressed, which that is, there is a, a piece to that. Stress certainly does have a really big impact on it, but no one, no one asked me specifics of my diet. No one was willing to work with me on what I was eating, what I was putting into my mouth. They just thought, oh, it's healthy and she looks healthy. Like every, all of the markers are fine. Um, so, so no one really spent that time to go through that with me. Now, with this story is I don't ever, I will, you absolutely should see your doctor. Like if there's something wrong, you need to go see your doctor. Um, but I also think the medical system is not equipped to be able to help people in that personalized way to be a bit more preventative or to help some of these issues that may not be life or death issues at that time, but it could turn into disease longer term. So like for me, and I'll get into this in a little bit when we talk mm -hmm. through some of the details of digestion, what was going on in my body, I wasn't digesting foods properly. No one, no one diagnosed me as being malnourished, but looking back on that and understanding some of the symptoms that I was having, I was absolutely malnourished. And I'm, and I had a really excellent diet at that point. Mm. So I like, that's, that's a problem. If you have long-term malnourishment, like that's your body needs nutrients in order to do what it has to do to keep you alive and thriving. So I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed and it was showing in all, in all aspects of my life. So while I didn't have a disease, I could have certainly been on a path to get one uh, eventually because I wasn't absorbing my nutrients properly. I want to touch upon quickly. I'm glad that you mentioned how um, it, by no means disclaimer here, we're not saying don't go see your doctor, um, but Christy makes a very good point. And I actually remember when I was doing my, um, personal training, fitness theory component, and something that I learned there, which made complete sense, was uh, that our doctors, our family doctors, like they, they had actually quite like unless they choose to like communicate and say, hey, by the way, I'm always continuing my education. I I keep um, increasing my knowledge so I can like better support my patients. But many of them aren't, and actually, nutrition is actually further down the the list of the things that they actually can really teach or speak to, like they're more 
about like here here's the body here's your anatomy but like the nutrition part is like not it's very basic and actually they even have they only allow you to refer to the canada nutrition guide which even that is not necessarily you know they might suggest oh drink milk or have these things but yeah like, who created that guide is that you, what i always want to know yeah and that's and this is why like I want to say no, it's, uh, it's worth looking into because mm -hmm. what's good for one person is not good for another. And I really do believe that at some point, like we always knew the things that agreed with our body, but then, you know, we were told, to, you know, when we're growing up, you listen to your parents and you eat everything on the plate, <laughs> you drink the mm -hmm. You do as you're told. And so then you later find out like, wow, like I just intuitively knew that my mm -hmm. body is not actually like yeah that's another conversation for another time i think like over time like we're so you know disconnected and desensitized to trusting what our body needs and so yeah. um what christy's going to be teaching here is going to be so so helpful for you like getting reconnected with that mm -hmm. that's what yeah. i believe yeah you're totally right that's and that's the that's the thing is that nobody knows your body as well as you do. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it takes practice too to really tune in and understand what your body is telling you. But it's more saying if, if you feel something and something doesn't feel right or feels off or hurts or is uncomfortable, that's a sign that that is your body speaking to you. And when you start really waking up and you start tuning into those into those a little bit more and understanding a little bit more what those mean, then you can start to really, it's very empowering because mm -hmm. you, can, you then own your journey. You're not just like on this ride, like you are in control of your health. And that's just an incredibly powerful feeling. But like medicine is so important. <laughs> I will say it again. It's incredibly important. They are smart. They are trained. They are absolutely trained on when things go wrong. And so that's absolutely, they're so important, but it's, it's there. It seems that I have had less support and I've seen that many other women have less support on, on how to continue to help it go right. And that's, that's that proactive side. So, um, so that's why it's important to get ahead of it while you can and understand some of those, some of those um, symptoms or feelings. Absolutely. So let's get, I say, let's get, let's get started. Yeah. So where would you like to start? Um, Christy's going to be talking about like how about digestion. Um, where did uh, where do you think would be a great place to start? Um, I think about digestion, how it works. Sure. Yeah, I think it's really important just to understand how it works because I think we it's one of those things that we take for granted. We think that our role is to put stuff in our mouth and then our body just kind of takes care of the rest. But we actually play more of an active role than we give ourselves credit for. So, so digestion is really what we say a north to south process. It starts in your brain. So think of it as when you are around a food or you're thinking of a food that you completely love, like it's Thanksgiving in the United States this week, I think about our turkey dinner and I start to salivate. Yeah, the saliva is really important because that actually because that helps break down your food. Thinking about it as well starts to turn on your gastric juices, and those juices are also incredibly important in digesting your food. So that's just if your brain isn't there and your brain isn't thinking about the food and isn't truly experiencing the process of eating, you're already like a couple steps behind of where you need to be. And so from that north to south process, it's if something goes wrong at the top, at the very beginning of the process, it only cascades and snowballs into a bigger issue 
down towards the bottom of it. So it only becomes more broken and clunky as it goes through the digestive system and causes other issues. So we talk about the brain, obviously the mouth has the mechanical piece of it. It's about chewing your food and breaking it down properly in order to go into the stomach, into the right, in the right form for your stomach to be able to do its job, toss it around, break it down to then go into your small intestines. You've got your liver and your gallbladder together that they also are waiting Every single next step of the digestive system is waiting for the sign from the from the step prior. So if there is something that isn't properly done in the step prior, this next part isn't going to work very well. So for example, if something's coming out of your stomach and it's not fully digested to the point that it should be, your liver and gallbladder are not able to sense exactly how much bile is needed to be able to digest this and how much bile should be excreted. So it's, it's all of these little teeny things that end, just end up just having these huge, huge effects. So of course, then it gets into your small intestine. That's where a majority of the nutrient absorption is happening. And then it goes into your colon and obviously it comes out into the toilet. So it's understanding that the part that we can be super um, active on is the brain and the mouth. And we just getting those two pieces really right <laughs> actually mm -hmm. set yourself up for a lot of success. It's actually pretty ridiculous <laughs> and it, and fu almost funny. I find how how much some digestive systems or digestive issues can be fixed by simply chewing your food enough. <laughs> oh, I agree. So, like, what do you say when it's like, okay, hey, we got especially as busy moms or busy women, yeah, busy yeah, are like. I ain't got no time. I gotta exactly. like I'm, you're so hungry. Your your stomach is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so that's where it gets to be really hard. And I'm not saying you need to sit down and have this hour long meal, and mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen. But there are certain things that you can do to to really switch digestion on, because that's also another issue is when you're stressed. Um, it's, there's, you've got two nervous systems, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. And the two of them are, are alternating from each other. Sympathetic is me meaning stress. That is when you are stressed, your body is really focusing on everything to keep you moving and functioning and alive <laughs> and to overcome that stressful situation. Parasympathetic situation is actually, it's kind of like your rest and digest. You cannot digest properly if your parasympathetic nervous system is not on. So if you are in a stressed state, you are already sacrificing your digestion because it's all of the different functions are not turned on or turned down or completely off. So you're just not able to digest your food as much, which means you're not able to absorb as many of the nutrients. So so I understand when women are saying, I, I don't have time. I don't, I don't have time to sit down and have this really great meal. And, and I say, I understand. I totally get it. I, I'm in that same boat too. And sometimes it just doesn't happen that I can sit at the table, but it's taking two to three deep belly breaths before you start eating. That itself helps trigger the parasympathetic nervous system to turn on. So that doesn't take very long. And I would challenge anyone to say that they don't have time to do that. So, so take two to three deep breaths. The next one is, is actually chew your food. And if you can't chew your food, like if you are in a really like, if you know that you have to eat on the go, maybe skip some of those foods that are raw that take so much more chewing in order to make them soft. Maybe that's when you know that you're going to have to be eating really, really fast. That's when you have cooked vegetables because you know that 
it'll be softer and it will be kinder on your body when you're eating a bit more quickly. So those are just like a couple of the little quick tips. Um, but it's, it's a worthwhile investment. What we don't understand is this investment up front can save us hours of pain and productivity in a week. If you look at just taking a couple extra minutes a day and look at the incremental impact that that can have on your week, your month, your year, and better quality sleep, better everything, like that's huge. It's it's all of these little teeny steps that really add up to make a huge difference. And it all starts at step one. At yes. One. I love it. Yes. So silly, <laughs> but it's true. There's always this race to get to the finish line, right? Yes, exactly. That's so helpful. And, um, and I, and in your story, I know you shared some of the warning signs. Are there some other warning signs sure. that, um, that you find like have really helped some of the women you've helped, but even that you discovered on your journey, you're like, wow, now that I know this, I'm mm -hmm. very, very close attention. Yeah. It's, I mean, you talked about this too, Michelle, in your story, in your story is, is it's, it's the bloating, it's the constipation, it's the diarrhea, it's the headaches, it's all of these little things that your body's telling you something isn't quite right. And I would always come down to nutrition and say, what is wrong nutritionally? Unless you had a really hard workout and your muscles hurt, of course, that makes sense. That's your muscles. But if all of a sudden you're in the after in your afternoon and your head hurts, that's, what what did you or didn't you eat that day that is giving you a headache? How did you what is not being supported right now? So so let's go let's go back though, straight mm -hmm. to like the direct indigestion that we're feeling and what that could possibly mean. So bloating a lot of times that means that something didn't go right in the stomach, whether the food wasn't quite digested by the time it got into the stomach and meaning the stomach is the very, very top of, so not your small intestine, it's the very, very top. Mm -hmm. So something went wrong. Was it that you weren't truly paying attention to your meal? And so you weren't able to produce the gastric juices that were needed in order to absorb, in order to fully digest that food. So when I got into the small intestine, it wasn't fully broken down. So now the small intestine had to go in overboard to try to deal with this, these food particles <laughs> that it that aren't fully digested. And that can really wreak havoc on your stomach and make you feel incredibly bloated. Um, bloating can also mean that there is some sort of irritant, some sort of sensitivity that you might need to pay attention to. Um, that if it's if it seems to happen every time you eat a specific food, that's that's not a good sign because bloating and bloating itself means you're likely not absorbing nutrients to the full degree that you should or could. So pay attention to that. That's super important. That doesn't just mean like, oh, it's gurgly, this will pass. It's saying something's not right. I'm not absorbing the nutrients very well. And that by default is sucking your energy away. And that's not making you feel as good in the in the moment but then also longer term so bloating is one of them the other one's diarrhea i mean diarrhea simply means your body wanted to get that out whatever it was so that's another sign of saying well what did i have that my body is saying it needed to get it out of the body because it didn't it didn't want it in there anymore so that can either be that there was some sort of pathogen that was in there but most of the time it's there was some sort of irritant or some combination of nutrients or something that was weird that mm -hmm. that was not agreeing with you so so that was something that was important too and then constipation 
oh my goodness, there are so many women that are plagued with constipation. And that means <laughs> you are not, if you're not having a bowel movement once every, at least once every single day, I that's that is a, a sign to me that you are some that you are at least semi-constipated. And that's a problem because your body keeps reabsorbing this water and starts recycling certain things. So like, for example, estrogen, estrogen is excreted like through your bowel movements. Mm -hmm. So if you have excess estrogen that is sitting in your system, your body just keeps recycling it over and over and over again. And that triggers a whole slew of different hormone imbalances. You got it. And, and just in general is your your colon and your digestive tract is a very, very, very important detoxification channel. So you're not getting rid of the toxins as much as you should. And they're all just being recycled into your system and back into your bloodstream. And that can cause a whole other slew of different problems. So constipation is, is serious and it needs to be taken care of and, and figured out of what's the root cause of why is this happening to me? Could be as simple as you're not drinking enough water. <laughs> but it also could be a whole slew of other things. So it's not simple and I will never pretend that it is, but that's what I help work with women on is to figure out how, how can we get you pooping more? <laughs> because- right? I love that. And, I, it's a, and I've actually heard this common phrase. I mean, many times women, like they're not drinking enough water, skipping meals. And I want to, yeah. I don't want to add to that because I actually even had a client share um, in his transformation, how, uh, he would even not go to the washroom. So like not listen, like yeah. not listening to your body when it's saying, I do need to use yes. the washroom, but yeah. because of, you know, maybe there's something that yeah. you're engaged with yeah. at work or not in your mm-hmm. toilet or something. Yeah, for but sure. It's mm-hmm. important because like we're training our bowels down yeah. there to shut down, right? We're training our brain not to listen. Yeah. So, and it's, and that's, and that gets to be a problem too. That can certainly be an issue. That's actually something that we deal with with my children. Um, and that's with like body training. We also deal with that. But as adults, it's the same thing. When we start to really withhold and hold it in, that's we're desensitizing or telling our brain, like, don't pay attention to this anymore. And you actually have to like train it back up again to say, no, pay attention. Like it's knocking on the door, like get it out. It's <laughs> knocking on the door. I love it. Can you tell I have two four-year-olds? <laughs> it's some, I think that is so, such a golden nugget that even like grown-ups, like if we can just chunk it down to the same language that we would tell, teach our kids. Yeah. We could be doing the same. Yeah. It's, I know it's, it, it, that's a, it's everybody, everybody can, can um, learn some from this, these practices. It's not just kids. It's, it's, we've all been conditioned and these, this conditioning has affected our health. So it's, yeah, nothing to be ashamed of. Every, everybody poops. Like, love that. And so, so that's such a great explanation of like, how like how our digestion works and how like how like what are some basic things we can do each day for like to to get our brains and our guts on on the same team as well as the warning signs so i love going towards this because and you might have already sprinkled a few of these yeah. <laughs> uh, but what would you say are the five most common gut mistakes that zap one's energy that um those that are watching or listening live or catching the replay, they can um, take these five things and put 
put them in, start putting them into practice right away. Sure. And that's, yes, I did give a little preview to some of them in, in our prior discussions, but what this really, before I get into what the, the nuggets are, mm -hmm. is that when we talk about zapping your energy, your body gets its energy from nutrients. So if you're, if you're not fully getting the nutrients that you need, that you need, that's going to make you feel awful and that's going to suck your energy. So a lot of these are things that will, will help you better absorb your nutrients. And that's really the whole point. And absorbing mm -hmm. nutrients will do everything from balancing your hormones, getting you to poop every single day, better detoxification channels, giving you more energy, better sleep, all of those really wonderful things. So, mm -hmm. but there's, and there's a slew of mistakes. I could probably talk for hours <laughs> on all of the different mistakes that we make. And I still make, even though this is what I do. And I still make some of these mistakes, but I feel it the next day or I feel it later in the day. But these are some of the most common ones. And I would feel like these are some of the most practical ones that you can, that you can really take with you today. And I hope that you can act on and, and it can really help make an impact for you. So first and foremost, we already kind of talked about this, but this is multitasking when you eat. So we live in a culture where we're busy all the time and we're in front of screens and we're, when we're not in front of our computer or the TV, we're on our phone. And, and I get it. Sometimes when you're eating, that's the only time you can squeeze in a little work, or that's the only time you can just like let your brain relax and look at Instagram or just like mindlessly scroll. But, but that's a problem because it's not allowing your brain to relax and switch on. Like we talked about that parasympathetic state that allows your digestion and all of the functions necessary for digestion to turn on and be ready for that food to fully be able to digest it. So the tips here is just shut off your screen, even if it's not for your whole meal, even if it's for when you first start eating, for the first five minutes of eating, shut off your screen. And that will make a really big difference in telling your body to say, hey, food is coming, let's be ready, let's prepare, be prepared mm -hmm. for this. I think so often say people say don't multitask because it's all about you'll overeat, which certainly is true to some degree, but it's being present and fully chewing, feeling, touching, smelling, all of the things, all of the senses for the food is is what is most optimal for your digestion. So that's that's number one. I would say number two is is around hydration in that there's this um, there's this tip that always is going around and every single time I see it, it makes me cringe a little bit. And it's that chug a glass of water before you eat because that will help make you feel more full. And so you won't, you won't eat as much. And oh, at a basic level, that makes a lot of sense. Totally makes sense. I get it. But what that doesn't consider is the impact on what that whole bucket full of water is doing for your stomach. So now you're basically watering down your stomach acids. And so it has to work even harder to be able to digest all that food. And that can cause a whole bunch of problems for people that can cause that bloating when eating that can cause more malnutrition down the path because you're not truly the food that's coming out of the stomach isn't as broken down as it should be because everything was really watered down. So if you really want to drink water before, which I am all about hydration, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I will never tell you not to drink water. Water is incredibly important, but try to cut it off 30 minutes before you eat. And while you're eating, try to keep it at like four to six ounces and sip it. Don't gulp it or chug it. Just keep it really, really light as much as you need to just clean your palate um, and just make eating possible. 
and then try to cut it off 30 until 30 minutes after you eat. It's just that you want to clear the way and allow the focus on digestion and the food that's going in your body and not to water it down. <laughs> um, so, so that's what's important. If you do want to have, sometimes I do recommend for some of my clients to have like drink like a maybe four ounces or so of warm lemon water before mm. they eat. Or if it's um, warm water with lemon and a little bit of apple cider vinegar, that's actually helpful because that does add a little bit acidic value to your stomach. So that does contribute to some of the, the breakdown of food. So that's not a bad thing. But once again, sip it, don't chug it, keep it gentle on your body. So that's, that's number two. Um, pardon me as I'm wiping my nails. <laughs> okay. Um, and then number three, <laughs> um, number three is ignoring irritants. So I think all of us could know, we, we all know some foods that we, that our body doesn't totally love or that causes us a little bit of stomach upset. And I'm not saying to remove those foods altogether, but what I want you to take away from this is any single time that you are feeling bloating. That is a sign from your body that it's not absorbing nutrients as well as it should or could. So take that with you to say, maybe this is worth it. If I am struggling with energy and I am not feeling my best, I have headaches, I have all of these things that are happening, I'm not sleeping very well, look at the irritants and start removing them when you can. That could be as much as doing an elimination diet for mm -hmm. and then slowly incorporating it back in to see how you feel. If you're not really sure what the irritants are, which is also incredibly common because we eat a variety of food every single day, so we're not really sure what's bothering us anymore, then start with the two biggest hitters, which is always gluten and dairy. Um, start with those and see how you feel when you, when you have removed them for two weeks and start to add them back in. I don't want to oversimplify it. Cutting those out for two weeks can be really hard, but imagine how great you would feel if you are removing this bloat from you, as well as you can eat the best diet in the world and you can take the best supplements in the world. But if your gut is inflamed, you're going to continue this horrible process that is still not absorbing your nutrients properly, that's causing immune responses, that's causing all sorts of other problems. So removing those irritants are incredibly important to your overall health, for sure. And I would also say, we, oh, go ahead. I would also say is that what also is causing you problems right now may not be something that will cause you problems once your gut is healed. Because your body starts to, when your gut is inflamed, it starts to overreact from many common foods that you eat. And so, so often people will take sensitivity tests and they'll see this laundry list of foods that they're like, well, this is what I eat every single day. What do I have left? And it's more of, this is what your body is sensitive to right now because your gut is inflamed. More, more often than not is once we calm your gut down, we heal it, we remove all of these irritants, we calm your gut down, we heal it, you can actually start to eat some of those foods again. It may not be gluten and dairy, although dairy a lot of times people are able to have in smaller doses unless you have a true, true allergen to it, of course not, but, um, but you can start to eat them in smaller quantities and it doesn't bother you. It's just that we need to heal things first before we start to add it back in again. Um, 
so then the next one would be, this gets a little bit more into the nutrition realm. So these last two are a bit more on what you're eating. So I would say one of the biggest mistakes is that you're eating too much sugar and not enough protein and fat. So let's start with the sugar side. The problem with sugar is that, um, I mean, there's a, there's just a few problems with sugar, but one of the problems about it when it, when it comes to gut health is that sugar feeds the bad bacteria. And when the bad bacteria reign, that is what causes a whole slew of problems of that horrible indigestion, bloating, immune response, inflammation in your gut, which then has a cascade of other problems. So, so that's why sugar is, is not, is not the best. Plus it also starves then if it's feeding your bad bacteria, it's starving your good bacteria because it doesn't, none of it makes it to the point of hitting the good bacteria and they don't even really want to eat that anyway. So that's where sugar can cause some problems. And then when it comes to protein and fat, protein and fat are part of a well-balanced meal, <laughs> but, but let's look at protein and fat. First of all, from an energy perspective, Let's think of your energy. I like to use the analogy of your energy. Energy is like a like a bonfire. So you have a bonfire. Energy is the flame. I would say like carbohydrates and sugars are similar to throwing gasoline on the flame. It will raise it up and make it fly, but then it's going to come right back down again and sometimes come back to even lower than where it started. Protein is similar to like a, some kindling or some twigs that you're putting onto the onto a fire. It does help. It helps sustain it for a certain period of time. It does start to go down lower, but it certainly does help fuel the, the flame for a longer duration. And then what's most surprising to a lot of people is fat is those big logs that you put on a fire and it's the slow burner. Fat's mm -hmm. incredibly important for energy. It's important for hormone health. It's important for a lot of different things. So fat is, is, is a source of energy. So when we're eating meals that are too heavy in carbohydrates and not enough protein and fat, we're not fully getting that long-term energy source that we need to have. And then from a digestion perspective, without the presence of protein or fat, there are certain enzymes and functions that don't start because in the digestive process, because there is, there aren't any protein or fat and that's the presence of those is necessary for certain functions to turn on. So when we eat only carbohydrates only, we're not turning on all of the, all of the digestive functions that should be happening. So, so that's another sort of just like a, a little like shout out to eat balanced meals, whenever balanced meals and snacks, whenever you possibly can. And then yeah. Um, Go ahead. If I clarify one thing, because yeah. always um, mixed ideas, sugar, yeah. this. so Yep. Is it like when I think about sugar, sure, fruits, like, and I, and I, I, I do, I do like an 80, 20, like eating philosophy as well, where like 80, yeah, because like, yeah, I just don't like restriction, but 80%, I, I really try to eat something from a natural state. Like it hasn't been handled. If I can eat local eggs or from the farm down the street or yep. you know something as close to home as possible, like, Fruit-wise, like an apple is going to have natural reoccurring sugars in it, and so when you say sugar, are you speaking more towards say like the jujubes and the candies, that kind yeah. of sugar? Like, um, who, like how could we uh, address that? Because sometimes people will say, "Oh, I'm not supposed to eat fruit," but fruits have some very good 
antioxidants in them that are for also sure. like if you discover the ones that are for you and do agree with your yes absolutely and thank you for getting that clarification because that mm -hmm. is it, that is really important um I mean, sugar can be seen in a couple of senses. Of course, there's a really processed sugar and being someone where at the top of the call, I talk about real food and wanting to be real food first. Um, the problem with really processed food is that it has zero nutrients that are needed in order for our body to even process that. So we're actually like depleting our nutrients by even bringing the sugar in. So that's a whole new, that's a whole different area of that is a big problem. And those are the types of sugars that yes, that feed, feed the bad bacteria. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, like a host of other problems with processed sugar. So as much as possible, if you, if you want to have sugar, um, use more natural sources like a coconut sugar or maple syrup or honey that come with nutrients in it that help your body metabolize that sugar. But when it comes into into fruit, fruit is wonderful because fruit does have a, a whole bunch of nutrients. It is, the fruit is a beautiful thing. I would say my only word of caution with fruit is that don't eat it by itself would be, is my advice to my clients because, um, because it can cause higher spikes in your blood sugar. So rather than just having an apple all on its own, have an apple with some nut butter or some almonds, or like, how can you pair it with something, have, have an apple wrapped in Turkey or something that balances it out a bit more. So it's not just a complete spike to your blood sugar. So you're still able to get a ton of that really great nutrients that fruit is able to provide, but you're not causing an energy crash potentially later on in the day because of that spike, if that makes sense. That's actually one of my favorite snacks is um, if there's like leftover turkey from a turkey dinner and here yeah. you go, here's yeah. a snack for you. Green apple, a little bit of green, yeah. you know, half a green apple with some turkey breast and uh, a couple almonds. Like that, oh, that yes. would sometimes be my little like evening snack or afternoon snack just to that in between pair. yeah and I love it I love I'm same page I have the same taste as you yes I love I love that combo it's delicious um so yes fruit's really important um as we move then into the last which also kind of goes along fruit because fruit brings up a lot of fiber um is that the last the very last mistake that is so common is that people are doing fiber wrong <laughs> It's either doing fiber <laughs> it's either that. that you're eating way too much for you of, of potentially the wrong type or you're not eating enough. More common than not, people aren't eating enough fiber because our ancestors, some people estimate that our ancestors eat ate like 100 grams of fiber a day in a modern day society. We're eating 10 to 15, which is mm -hmm. so horribly sad. Um, but we all know fiber is important. Everybody talks about it. it helps keeps us full. It helps feed our good gut bacteria, but it's the different types of fiber that can cause that can help us or hurt us. So, for example, a lot of times when I start working with clients, they're in an inflamed inflamed state. Their gut is not healthy with them, and they feel like they're doing the right thing by turning to these whole foods and eating just a ton of vegetables and. Vegetables are really great, but when they're the green insoluble fiber vegetables, which are rough, they're rough in our system and they can sometimes end up irritating our system even more. Mm. So, so that's where let's lean more on the soluble fiber, which are so, so soluble fiber is when, what it means by soluble is that that food is more soluble in hot water, meaning it can be mixed into hot water and kind of turns into a gel like mm -hmm. 
if you think about that going into your body, that type of fiber helps keep you full, helps keep you satiated, but just is much more gentle on your system than some of these rough than these rough, rough vegetables can be. So it's either my recommendations for clients is if you're if your gut's feeling really inflamed, either lean more on those soluble fiber foods, which would be a sweet potato without the skin. Mm-hmm. It would be cooked peas. It would be oatmeal. It would be um, barley or just, and all of these would be cooked. So it's, it's much more gentle um, versus insoluble. But if you want to do insoluble fiber, which is like a kale or a spinach, cook it, cook it down. It's still mm-hmm. incredibly nutritious if if you could it if you cook it down and it's so much more gentle on your stomach. So I think a lot of times we think that raw is best and that's just not always the case, especially if your gut is in a very inflamed state. So which then ultimately ends up messing with your nutrient absorption. So those are the five. Oh my gosh, this has been so amazing. I took some notes here. So good. Number one, I just really like you know, we need to move from mindless eating to mindful eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much sums it up. And yeah. yeah and then I, I, um, I also uh, wrote down here hydration before eating, not necessarily the best thing. Or you know, consuming. I put chug water before eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you really, and it's interesting. I'm so glad that you brought that up because I've never actually been a huge like. I actually just like to sit down and enjoy my meal. Mm-hmm. I don't like to mix beverage. Like I like to just do mm-hmm. one thing at a time. And so, and it's interesting because like my body, I think tells me that's what it needs. And so, yeah. Um, but if you must drink something, she's recommending like you know something smaller, like a four ounce um, water yeah. or some type mm-hmm. of warm beverage before you eat a meal, just to kind of relax your digestion mm-hmm. um and then the third being uh you know stop ignoring things that irritate you um and and take a look at doing like an elimination uh diet i know when you say the word diet just know like yes the, the information <laughs> that we're bringing to you is like is is a, is the the positive aspects of the word diet and how it's there right. to nourish you um and so a couple of the key ones being gluten dairy i do want to mention um, if someone, you know, that's listening to this replay, if they're really like, yes, I'm ready to actually get my gut health on point, um, reach out to Christy at the end of this interview. And also there'll be show notes here. There'll be a way to get in touch with Christy and she can um, share with you how you can learn more about that as well as um, the fourth thing being too much sugar. And so I highly suggest if you're joining us, um, like once the re- the replay will be up, you can always go back and listen in because Christy does share the differences between processed sugar and like healthy sugar, as well as like not having sugar by itself and that having a well-balanced um, um, meal or snack includes uh, protein and fat. So mm-hmm. uh, a fruit, it like falls in the carbohydrate category. Mm-hmm same as um, some of the vegetables and then carbs are not bad carbs are incredibly important they're amazing but it's more important to understand of like how to better eat it and how Mm -hmm. a different strategy of how to eat carbs and that it's not necessarily by your by themselves it's they're much better when they're paired with a protein and fat yeah and and then the last thing is people i love it people are doing fiber wrong (laughs) i love it but it's true (laughs) not enough or wrong type and so like really, I hope that you know this interview and these edu- you know it's here to empower us to educate us because there's some like really garbage advice and the only diet I believe like if you're gonna you know people are like oh are you on keto are you on this like sorry I actually like 
I actually don't know much about it. And I, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Like, I think, I think those, I call them fad diets. I call it diet culture. I call them stupid diets because at the end of the day, uh, you, there's only one you, and it's my belief that you need to um, get on board with approaching your overall whole body health um, on what works for you. And really, uh, these, these, these they're tools of what worked for somebody else, but you're not a one, your digestion's not a one size fits all. And actually, that's another interview for another time, but like, um, there, there are different types of like stomach acids based on your blood type that digest certain things. And so that, that's why, you know, reaching out to a professional like Christy mm-hmm. here, who can help you actually customize something that's designed perfectly with you in mind, because, you know, you might go buy the book and you're like, this actually made me sick or it didn't work for me. Well, there's a reason why it didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you would add to those five mistake recap? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, <laughs> I kind of threw a lot out at you, but it's, um, it's true. I mean, it really comes down to as well as exactly what Michelle said. It's, it's, there's no such thing as a one size fits all solution. And, and certainly sometimes some of these bad diets that are out there can be a place for people to start. And, and I don't, I don't like just faulting them completely because sometimes it are, are those types of diets that get people just started on their health journey, mm-hmm. but then they realize it maybe doesn't really work for them long-term, which is, which is okay. Let's find other ways to be able to craft and create, um, a, a lifestyle and, and a lifestyle that's by your design that works, that works for you, that works in your life. That is so different from anybody else's life. Um, and your body that responds to everything differently. So yeah, I love that Michelle. Yay. Which is, that's what I help with. I love helping people uh, get off the sidelines and get into the starting phase of planning that out and getting those resources. Um, so was there any practical I like you sprinkled so much value into this conversation. Yeah. Um, um, would, would there be any other practical mealtime tips um, that would support proper digestion? If there was like, like one of your top one to two, what would you? Okay. I'll say my two, which are, which I did. I think I already said both yeah. of them, but the biggest two would be to take two to three deep belly breaths before you start eating, mm-hmm. like very deep belly breaths that will, that will turn your parasympathetic nervous system on, which will turn your digestion on, especially when you're sitting in front of your food, you're able to take it all in and, and, and take in the senses and it, it will, it will very much help turn on, turning on digestion. The next one, next one would be is chew your food, <laughs> chew your food at least. So at least to an applesauce consistency, that's always like, that's the very bare minimum, but ideally the, which I do not do all the time. I will be the first to admit but ideally 25 times and why 25, why that number it's, I mean, it's kind of an arbitrary number, but it's more of like chew it to the point that you are really taking in every single piece of that food and you're watering it down with your saliva. And it's and that is the perfect condition for it to go into your stomach. Mm-hmm. So, so that is why it's, it's more just like, it is a, it is kind of an arbitrary number and it's different based on what food you're, you're chew, like chewing a raw carrot is different than chewing applesauce, but, but it's more of just the point of like, chew it to an oblivion before it goes into your stomach. Those would be my top two if I had to narrow it down. I love it. And actually when you, um, when we were planning this interview out, that's actually the one thing I, I started putting into practice more was uh, taking a deep breath before I'd sit down and eat and I thought and it actually has helped I actually I was like oh wow like my 
all systems are going now. Yeah. Like, I just, I started to actually feel differently sometime, you know, and that's just been over the last couple of weeks. I've oh, been great. do that like once a day, even like with one of my meals, like when I remember it's not, it's not, you know, it's becoming a new practice. Yeah. Um, I've Which noticed it. Perfect. Right. It's so yeah. helpful. Good. It's so helpful. Uh, as we wind down here, uh, I always like to ask this question. Uh, what advice would you give to the women out there who are struggling with feeling like stuck? Um, they, ha you know, especially now I've actually had a lot of women saying, they're like, I really want to get active again. I want to feel, I just want to feel better again. I want to have more energy again. Uh, and even I've had some women say like, I would really like to just fit in some favorite clothes again, feel my best, um, inside out. And if they're, you know, they're, but they're just kind of like, oh, like unmotivated or unclear of their, their direction. Like, what would you say to her? Sure. So I would say you got to start with your why. It has to, you got to go deeper than fitting into your jeans. Um, mm -hmm. We talked about this before, Michelle, is that it, it's so much more than the size six jeans that are sitting in your closet because those, those aren't going to be enough for you to continue. Those won't be enough to help you go to bed an hour earlier. Those won't be enough to have you make that healthy choice when you're standing in front of your fridge. It's gotta be so much deeper than that. So look at who you were when you fit into those jeans. Who were you? What were you doing? What what were you attracting? What was going on in your life? What What makes you want to be that person again? And yeah, I mean, the vanity is certainly something, but that mm -hmm. is it's not enough. It's mm -hmm. not enough to keep people motivated. And that's why the diet industry is so big <laughs> as it is. So it's just start, start peeling them back and going deeper. It's, it's finding out that I want to be able to, I want to be able to run a marathon with one of my daughters someday. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be alive and thriving and crawl on the floor with my grandkids someday. I want to have an, I want to be able to travel and live a wonderful life with my husband once we're both retired someday and empty nesters. Like these are things that are my why and keep me going because this, the jeans, the jeans don't mean anything. It, they really mm -hmm. don't. So it's to go deeper. And then I would say another one, sorry to squeeze into. No, be sorry. I love it. <laughs> That's our intention. We hope like we had an intention here that we're going to help at least one woman. So share. Okay, good. So the next one was that Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's, it's not about completely transforming your life in just overnight because that also is not going to work. You can't do everything at once. You just can't. And if you could, it's just, you're not going to like it and you're going to quit. And then it's going to like bust your confidence and it's, and it's going to send you off track. So my step there, and this is how I work with my clients, is it's take one simple step at a time. One teeny, teeny, tiny step that at the time probably feels almost ridiculous and that it won't even make a huge difference. But this little teeny, tiny step is important because that will better make, it will build up your confidence. It will help you feel better. And then you can build on and take on something more. So for example, if if there's somebody, when I'm working with a client and they say, well, I just want to cut out all all processed carbs. I'm just, I'm ready to do it. That's all I want to do. Just let me do it. I want to cut all of it out. And I say, that's awesome. And I appreciate that. And I, and I would love to be able to work to get to that point because we understand what that's doing to you. But on the other hand, like what you're saying is we're not eat, We also know we're not eating enough vegetables. So instead of saying we're going to cut out carbs completely, 
How about let's make a goal instead of one meal a day, we're adding an extra cup of vegetables to our plate and that's it. And then, and my clients look at me like, well, what? Well, that, I mean, they're almost disappointed, but do that and start to see how you feel from that. And plus you're adding more into your life rather than taking stuff away and by default, because you have to eat this extra cup of vegetables, you probably end up eating less of that other stuff that isn't serving your body quite as well. Or another example is I was working with a client who said, she was like, okay, I know meditation, like meditation, something that I want to do. I'm going to start, I'll do, I'll meditate for 10, for 10 minutes a day. I was like, 10 minutes is actually a really lot, a lot to be able to, because it's not like you can just do this while you're driving the car. 10 minutes a day, it takes a very conscious effort to create a space and to create calmness, to be able to carve out 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. How about one minute a day? Let's try one. That's it. One minute a day. And then that can help you feel good. When you start doing one minute, you realize how good that makes you feel. Okay, great. Maybe next time we try five minutes a day or three minutes a day. Like it doesn't have, it's progress is progress. It doesn't have to be this just like huge transformation overnight because that just won't work. So that's my two. Those are my two. <laughs> I love it. And I want to sprinkle in a little, um, like a little hack. Cause I always think if I, if there's a way to find, kill two birds with one stone. So, um, I remember mornings where I used to hit the ground running, like so unconscious, like half, like half asleep. And so I was not always into meditation. And so now like I've actually got a practice and I, and I actually, you know, how many of us like to hit the snooze button? So I started there. So if your snooze is five minutes or 10 minutes, I use that snooze to actually just mm -hmm. do whatever I need to do to like try not to go back to sleep, but also, you know, so if it's listening, you know, if you've got the meditation ready to go and pop it in your ears in the morning yeah. or yeah. body scan, whatever. Uh, so now that's actually become the morning practice because it's now like the first thing before I get out of bed. And then oh, I love you that. already feel like, yay, winning the day. Before yeah. Before you even come out of bed. That's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so this is awesome. Okay, you've, you've shared so many amazing nuggets here. Like, Where can people get in touch with you if they have any questions and how they can learn more about um, your services and your sure. business? Sure. So you can find me. I'm, I'm, I do daily posts on Instagram. My Instagram handle is it's Christy Carlson. So you can find me there. And then um, I have my website. So you can find me at feelgoodfoodbychristy.com. Mm. Feel free to find me in either place. Love it. And I will put those in the show notes and the comments here. So if you're catching the replay and this um, may, we may up this little, upload this to the podcast. I'll have to talk with uh, Christy and make sure that's okay. Um, <laughs> but that's, uh, she has to talk about having my bowels filled. No, just right? kidding. <laughs> Whatever, I'll put it all out there. <laughs> so. I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And again, if you're watching this replay or catching the replay, put hashtag replay, answer your questions. Um, oh, I had one. Do you have time for one question? I did yeah. have someone, I had a couple of questions sent my way. Um, but yeah, one, sure. one of our community members uh, wanted to know, because um, they're actually on their gut health journey, yeah. wanted to know, uh, because they, um, like, are you familiar with Candida? Like yeah. the sugar, we're talking about sugars. So um, how would someone know whether they've healed, like when candida has gone or when they've healed candida? What is the way that? <sighs> I mean, can, a lot of, a lot candida is a really hard one. 
Um, I would say in general, it's the same rule of thumb goes for candida, for SIBO, for leaky gut, any of those types of, of issues that people have is you know that you heal it when you don't feel the pain anymore. So, mm -hmm. so especially for candida, it's a lot of times inflamed by certain foods. So test it, test some of the foods that would inflame it and in very low doses and see how you do. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of hard to answer that specifically. But it's, it can take for some people, it, it takes, I mean, for candida, it can take, it usually takes I have heard it takes a couple months. So, so that's pretty normal. Um, so also be patient. It's hard, um, but be patient. I hope you're also working with somebody too, to help you along with this. Um, but be patient, follow whatever protocol that you have been given um, and that you're following. And then once you're done with that, like you gotta, you gotta start testing and, and really truly listen to your body. And then if, if you sense any bit of bloating, like don't blame it on other excuses um, of other things like that you ate, like take that as a sign that you probably need to peel back and really take care of it. Um, so yeah, candida is really hard and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're- No, that's, that, you know, what, what can we, that's, I think that sounds, yeah. it's like, it's, it's that same thing. It's like once you've um, taken things out and you're introducing things one at a yeah. time, because your body has essentially reset and can yes. start to communicate better with you. So, and with the protocol too, I mean, it's important to make sure that when you're wiping things out, that then you're also, cause you, the, all of really the gut protocols is about it's removing those irritants, it's healing up the gut, and then it's replacing a lot of the things in the gut bugs that were impacted by, by that issue. So it's making sure that once you followed all of those steps and you're sure that you followed them as much as possible, that then is the point when you can start to test other foods. Um, and you can never quite be sure if it's completely gone, but um, you've, but if you don't have some of those symptoms, like be confident that you took the steps that you needed to be able to heal yourself. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Again, I cannot wait to, uh, check back in later. So if you have any questions, uh, post your, your tag, tag self master yourself love or tag Chris here. We'd love to get to know you in the, uh, after the show here. And I will be sharing um, ways that you can, um, find her website as well as, uh, her social and Instagram. She has some amazing recipes there, by the way, I'm excited. I've got some ripe avocados to make that. Yes, good. <laughs> I'm so excited to try that out. Uh, and until next time, um do all health with love grace and patience and kindness with yourself wonderful wonderful we'll see you on the next interview make it a great week everybody bye for now bye everybody hey hey welcome back it's michelle here did you not love that jam-packed value-packed episode i sure hope you did I hope you were inspired. I hope you're lit up. You're like, wow, okay, this is so aligned for my health goals, especially in the month of January. I know this is a season where many of us are tra transforming our habits. We are introducing some new health practices. And so I hope that you got value from this conversation of just a few little things that you can add to your routine if you're looking to make some changes as well. And we love to 
hear what it is that you've got from the episode. If you have any wins, we'd love to see that. So be sure to take a screenshot, share this, tag me over at Self Master Self Love on Facebook or Instagram, or you can also uh, tag Christy at It's Christy Carlson on Instagram. And uh, her information is in the show notes. So if you'd like to learn more about uh, Christy and how she can help. If you are also want to leave this invitation there, if you are looking for a more personalized approach to reaching your health goals, uh, I want to leave this invitation there. Uh, I love working one-to-one with clients. And um, if that is you and you're like, I really want to stay consistent, I want to create some routines that actually stick so I can make 2021 my year. That is my favorite thing to do is empower, empowering women and supporting them uh, with their health routines. So if that sounds like you, uh, I would love to, I always love to start chats with you in the DMs or by email. You can always contact me at selfmasteryourselflove at gmail.com or send me a DM over on my Instagram or Facebook page and we can start a conversation and see um, how we, how I can best support you with your health goals. So uh, I have that available for you. And then... That is, that is what I have. And as always, I always just love to hear, like, what is it that you are loving about the podcast? What are, if you have any questions, like what, um, I'd love to go into 2021 with sharing more resources that are meaningful to you. So if you have questions like, hey, Michelle, how do you, are you, do you plan to have, um, would you ever have this type of guest or I have this type of health questions? I love speaking to your questions and sharing the resources. So if that is you. Uh, don't hesitate to send me a message. It's me responding um, so that I can connect with you. So this is Michelle. Can't wait to see you on the next episode and do all health with love. Make it a great day.